case, my name is David, and as always, I am joined by the interstellar Matt. Hello. So, special episode yeah. this week. I guess so. Why do you think it's a special episode? It's the episode where you declare that you're officially done with Doctor Who and you're done with this podcast and we're never speaking again. No. I'll give you three more guesses. Because there, there's three reasons this episode's special. Um, well, one, it's, you know, series four finale. That is one of them. Uh, two, it's basically the Avengers Endgame of Doctor Who episodes. Nope. No. I mean, it is. It's like, it's this insane well, yeah. crossover with all the spin-off shows. And... Yeah, that's not yeah. that special. <laughs> no, go on, I'm, I'm out of guess. So, today we're reviewing The Stolen Earth. We are. As part of the two-parter finale. Yes. I forget the second episode. Uh, uh, Journey's End. Journey's End. Yeah. Now, The Stolen Earth is the 750th episode of Doctor Who. Oh. So a little Depending cause on how for celebration. Depending there's some, yeah. there's some wobbliness in there. But, but there's something yeah. even more important. Oh, gosh. Go on. This is our 50th episode. Oh, God, is it? Episode 50. We oh. made it. Wow. You know what? I hadn't considered that. Wow. Something special. It's, yeah. No, absolutely it is. We've been, yeah. That should have been your first thing. I'm sorry. I don't I don't really keep track. I just sort of turn up and waffle and, and, and then oh, go on my way. This Doctor Who shit. Episode 50. We're what's important. Yeah, we've been doing this for 50 weeks. Yep. My God. I mean, it's only a few weeks and then we'll be celebrating a year. Yeah. So you best remember that. That's weird. That's weird to think about. I mean, when we started, I wasn't married and you weren't a father. Yeah. No, it's, it's been a significant year, really, hasn't it? Yeah. So anything you want to say in celebration? Yay. Well done. <laughs> Should we talk about... Can we talk about Doctor Who now? We can. Yay. Right. So, Stolen Earth. Stolen Earth. Yeah, because we've got a lot to get through here, haven't we? Yes. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a meaty old finale. Mm. I mean, I, I guess my question for you... Do, we, do you want to spoil it up top, or do you want to save the end how you actually feel about this episode? Uh, well, uh, I mean... Come I, on, let's just do it. I want to know. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty positive. I really like this. Oh, I'm so relieved to hear you say that. I feel like I've said yeah. this every week for the past month. Yeah. It's the best episode of this series. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm delighted for you that you like... Uh, that you enjoyed this because it mm-hmm. restores my faith that this this project has some longevity and that you're not just going to be broken. Because I'll be honest, so far, series four is a, a I'm quite high on series four, but it's been a struggle for you early on. It seemed like I, I think this podcast would be it. better if we just watched the finales. If we watched the first episode <laughs> of every series, so I can go, yeah, okay, new companion, I get what they're about, <laughs> and then the finale. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm glad that you enjoyed the finales uh, and, and that you enjoyed this one. Uh, Do you what, think this is the best finale? No, because what I was going to say is I fucking hate this story. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan. I, I'm not saying it's perfect. And the, there's <laughs> a couple of bits I really, really didn't like. One we're going to talk about yeah. in depth. Yeah. But I, I didn't Overall, mind it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you, you enjoyed it, honestly. Brought my heart. I... I, 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 I I love that people champion episodes that I don't like all the time, and that's great. That's one of the beauties of Doctor Who. Even the, the worst episode will have its champions. But for me, I think this is RTD's weakest finale, mm-hmm. by some considerable measure. I think 
it has some amazing moments, some really impactful moments, if, some really interesting writing. If we go through the finales, we've okay. got the first one, which is basically the Daleks are back. Yeah. Then we have the Battle of Canary Wharf. Yeah. Then, Daleks and Cybermen. Then we have the Master, the Master, and then we've got this one. Yeah. I think the Master's the weakest one. Yeah, I can see I, that argument. I would... For the best one? I don't know, because... I like the first one in that it was the first big Dalek. Yeah. But then we'd already had a Dalek story. The second one, I really liked in that it finished the Rose story. Yes, yeah. Did so in quite a dramatic way. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably put this one... I don't know. I might say joint second. For me, it goes two, one, four, three. Yeah. Um, Fair dues. Um, Now, for me... um, the series one by Country Mile. That's my favourite finale of, of the RTD era. Um, I mean, we've not seen the final finale, if you like, but yeah. um, I've got complicated feelings with this episode in that there are moments that I can point to that are among my favourite moments in RTD's run on Doctor Who. But there is also great swathes of it that just piss me off. <laughs> and the, the more I watch it, the less I enjoy it. Um, so maybe it's one where the the flaws become more noticeable the more you see it but there is you cannot fault A. the ambition and B. the sheer level of bombast this is big everything about it is just big and weighty one thing I would say about this episode (laughs) is quite often I pester you and say you know for example, when we finished Martha's run. Yeah. And I said, oh, I've noticed Martha's in a few episodes of Torchwood. Should we yeah. watch those? Yeah. Or, you know, so-and-so's appeared in the Sarah Jane adventures. Yeah. By the end of this episode, I never want to watch those. <laughs> <laughs> You're just done with that. Yeah. 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 I've closed the book on that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I've had my fill of those now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you get just enough in, mm. uh, in this. You really... For, for a big crossover... You really don't feel like you're missing out, do you? No, no. Because I, I looked into this, and when I saw that it was a crossover with Torchwood and Sarah Jane Adventures, I thought we were going to have to watch accompanying yeah. episodes of those. Yeah. And by the end of this, I was like, I can't watch that. But thankfully, yeah. it's all just these episodes. Yes. And we don't have to go into that. Yeah, no. So, um, as I say, lots to get through here. Shall we just get stuck in? Yes. So, we start at the conclusion of the previous episode, Yeah, where we know it's the end of the universe as we know it. Rose is back. Yes. So, the Doctor runs out of the TARDIS, and everything's just normal. Yeah. So, nothing to worry about. I mean, straight off the bat, this kind of annoys me. It's like, end of the universe, so what does he do? Parks in contemporary London, has a little poke around and says, oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's like... Maybe check somewhere else. There's other planets. There's other times. Right. Now, last episode, we talked about continuity. Yeah. And I'm going to raise that here. Yeah, go for it. In that the Doctor, having had his little look around, realises things are fine, and he goes back in the TARDIS. Yeah. Except, as soon as he does, the Earth starts shaking. Uh Uh-huh. Now, in the past, whatever's happened outside the TARDIS has impacted the interior. So how did he not feel that? Does, does he not start shaking around inside the TARDIS? No. Uh, 
Because he's just like, oh, you know what? I think you see in Paul the Leader, I think what has happened as is that they've. I remember thinking about this now. I I think when he goes into Hardness, he starts jabbing at some buttons and pulls the sort of like lever to as though they're taking off. So I get the impression that he's maybe taken the TARDIS out a bit so he's not actually on the surface of the planet. He's maybe getting a bit of a long view. It, it does eventually impact it. Yeah. In that it interrupts their chat. But it's such a slow build that I thought he would have noticed it first. Yeah. He only notices it. So we basically see a milkman who's like... Oh, yes. He's yeah. like, hello. And the yeah. doctor speaks to him and he says yeah. it's Tuesday I think or is it Saturday I can't it's, remember can I, can I say how weird it is to see a milkman on yeah. a sort of fairly modern episode of TV? first job I ever had was, a was it yeah oh. yeah when I was about 13 used to go around yeah. little villages delivering milk 3 o'clock right. in the morning would not be able to get that job now no best, uh, honestly the, best job I've ever had sounds quite nice if you're a yeah. morning person uh, but yeah, I, I, it's weird. Like to think about. I mean, there must be some milkman still I, I practicing so. the old ways, yeah. keeping the tradition alive. But it's effectively, it's like, it's like Morris dancing at this point, isn't it? Yeah. It's just you know you're doing it just out of a sense of well, tradition. Most of the people I delivered to were old people in villages that couldn't get to supermarket so yeah, I'm assuming that market's still there yeah but would they not just order it would they not just do their, their, their Tesco shop and get it all delivered probably nowadays yeah, yeah. that's not a bad point so but, moment of silence for milkmen everywhere yeah um, anyway so yeah I'm getting sidetracked very early into <laughs> this sorry so everyone. it does impact the Doctor and Donna's chat yep. they open the door to see what's going on and they're in space yep but they haven't moved. It's the Earth that has moved. Yes. So the Earth is gone. We have our titular stolen Earth for yes. the episode. So back on Earth, we've got Martha. She's in New York. Yeah, New York. Working with Unit, it seems, still. Yeah. We get Captain Jack. He's in Cardiff still with Torchwood. Yeah. And we get Sarah Jane and Luke. They're just in Ealing. Yeah, just now, doing their thing. I really, really don't like the characters of Sarah Jane and Luke. Okay, Luke is is nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I just have no, I have no emotional attachment to to the concept of Luke, or, nor the reality mm-hmm. of him. We don't need to do. You know, I like Sarah Jane. Right, I'm going to tell you my big issue. Yeah, I was going to save this till it comes up. No, in no, the that's fine. go for it. Right, but when I raise this point. You're not allowed to counteract this with one of your speeches about being a new father. <laughs> okay? Alright. Because whenever they're talking about what's at stake, Sarah Jane always just goes, Oh, I, I, I've got a son. Right? First of all, she found him in a factory. <laughs> right? Yeah, let's not gloss over that. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, like, what does that say about Sarah Jane as a person? That she's like, Oh, I've got a baby now. I've got a son. Like, who's who's asking questions here? Because social services would be on that, like, flies on shite. Yeah. Thirdly, he's the most fucking boring person. Yeah, that's the issue, really. If, if Luke had any semblance of personality, all it the might way be through, to care. all Sarah Jane says is, 
oh, I've got to do this. I've got a son. Grow up. Yeah. Um, I would... We, we saw her find him basically in a skip. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can't disagree with anything you're saying. All I would say is that I blame RTD for doing the character of Sarah Jane a massive disservice. It doesn't change my things for, because you got to remember I have watched every classic story that she's been in and she's been in a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that character has a very special place in my heart. Elizabeth Sladen is fantastic. I don't think she's given anything interesting to do in this story. She's just there for the sake of being there and for it being a tie-in, and it's a bit bleh. Yeah, they're, they're the worst part of this. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much the only bit I really dislike. See, I don't think they're quite the worst part because I think the other tie-in part that doesn't really go anywhere would be the worst part for me, which is Torchwood, the uh, yeah, Yanto and uh, Gwen. Yeah. Just sort of stood in one room staring at a Dalek that isn't shooting them. I suppose the the only Torchwood I've seen is the introduction of the character of Gwen. Yeah. And yeah, they do nothing. Absolutely nothing. They do. They just they just stand there and just be like, Oh, uh, it's alright. It it's in like a time bubble. Yeah. So we just we'll just stand here and look at this this Dalek for the entire duration yeah. of the story. It's but rubbish. Goes I, nowhere. I can't. At the, at the end of the day, if they just wanted Captain Jack back, just get Captain Jack back. Yeah. Don't worry about the others. We don't need them. We don't care what's happening to them. I mean, what was the Sarah Jane Adventures that popular at this point? It did all right. I mean, in, in the way that I think you could put anything on on CBBC back then and it would get a decent audience just because kids have nothing else to be doing. Is either that or CITV. Do you think anyone was watching this thinking, oh, get in, Sarah Jane and Luke? That you, you, your six, seven-year-old kids watching would have been delighted by it. Literally nobody else would have given two shits. So. Because imagine if you were our age watching this. Yeah. Right, you've seen Sarah Jane, is it? Family Reunion that she's in? What's the other? Uh, school Reunion. School Reunion, right? We've seen her. Yeah. Doctor says, see you later. Yeah. We've had that moment. Imagine. Because, I mean, we've watched that first episode of Sarah Jane Adventures. So we know who Luke is. Yeah. Imagine if you hadn't watched that. Yeah. And you'd just be like, who's this this prick? Yeah. What is this charisma vacuum? Why has she got got a special computer in her house? Yeah, it doesn't. The the computer has more personality than Luke. (laughs) That is genuinely true. Luke. I can't stress <laughs> how annoying I found them in yeah. this two part. I feel like we have to move on at this point, but uh, but we are in agreement here. Well, let, let's put a positive yeah, on a this, because whilst we're blasting through where all these characters are, we see Wilf in Chiswick. Ah. Get in. Get a Wilf. Yeah. Just a bit of bit of Wilf magic in the episode. And then Rose appears with a massive gun. Yes. When I say massive, it's just a super soaker that's been spray painted black, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? I wonder if they've even like if it's even a reused prop from like back in series one, you know, when uh, Captain Jack's going around with big guns mm. uh, in that. It's an impractically big gun. It is. It's ridiculous. So Rose looks up at the sky, and there's more planets than there should be. Yeah. In that there's more than one. Yeah. And the the sky is basically almost blacked out by these planets. Yes. 
Yeah. Okay. So that's where we get the titles. So Doctor and Donna back on the TARDIS. Donna begins stressing out that everyone she knows is dead. Yeah. Not just one or two, but the entire Earth has yeah. disappeared. The Doctor has no way of knowing where it is. Yeah. You know, he always has some sort of plan. But he just sort of shuts down, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Is it at this point where he just stands silently? Yeah. And Donna... It, it's a like, pretty so, good scene. She's yeah. desperately pleading with him, yeah. knowing that whenever he does this, it means he's got a plan. Yeah. Or he's at least coming up with a plan. But he just seems to He be, just has nothing. Yeah, he's just lost. So he yeah. says... They're going to the Shadow Proclamation. Yeah. Yeah. Finally get to see the Shadow Proclamation. Yeah. It's it's a space station. Yeah. (laughs) Space place. Yeah, it's got some weird ladies. It's got some Jadoon. Yeah. Bit unfulfilling. Yeah. Nice to have the Jadoon back, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Always nice. You know, we talked last week about callbacks. Yeah. It's good to see them. Yeah, thanks, Jadoon. So, we see cuts to TV programs where people are talking about what's going on. Yeah, which so is get... such an RTD trope. He does this yeah. all the time. Any Earth-based episode. Is... So we get Richard Dawkins harping on about... I have to imagine that they wrote it angrily for Patrick Moore. Right. <laughs> because he's talking about space stuff. Richard Dawkins is a geneticist. <laughs> he's a biologist. Space is not his field. So like, oh, we can't get Patrick Moore. What is any other uh, recognisable science man that we could get? I think I feel like we were just pre-Brian Cox's yes uh, yeah. rise to fame. So it would have been just too early for him. So they have to settle for Dawkins. And, but now I look back at it and just think like, why, why would anyone be interviewing Dawkins about this? <laughs> it's not his field of expertise. What about Paul O'Grady though? <laughs> I like the Paul O'Grady cameo. Yeah. I used to really like the Paul O'Grady show. <laughs> I remember when I was at uni, yeah. I used to watch that most days because towards the end of uni, I was borderline depressed. Yeah. You know, I was working so hard. Yes. But because it, it's such a family orientated show, yeah. I just wanted to see a friend and his dog. Yeah. And that's all it was. I mean, that really was, was what it was. Um, yeah, I dipped in and out of it. Mm. But yeah, so it's nice to see. Again, it, it massively dates this episode. You know exactly where you are, like, with, you know that clip but it it's a very believable moment that yeah. kind of grounds it yeah so sarah jane's big computer i forget its name mr Sum- mr smith mr smith is that because that is the I name guess, that i guess it's, the doctor it, goes by yeah i guess it must be that well he shows that all these planets are clustered around a space station yeah. in the center yeah and unit back with martha yeah are tracking 200 objects that uh-huh. are floating towards the earth i believe yeah but martha's phone signal is blocked she attempts to contact the doctor but is unable to yeah with rose nobody seems to notice her massive gun <laughs> she's walking down the street people are looting yeah and she's just like hello everyone and they're just yeah. like oh yeah what well, she like walks in on a couple of of sketchy youths having yeah. a bit of a loot and and she's just like oh stop it lads or I will you know threaten them with a massive gun they go skittering off but uh, there's no follow up there they're probably just two doors down looting a different shop yes yeah 
Like, she's not going to stick around, is she? She's not going to specifically follow that. No. So, hollow threat. Anyway. We then cut to Wilf, yes. who can't call Donna on yeah. her phone. We know that her phone can receive calls across time and space. Yes. But then, back with Martha, she's working on what's called Project Indigo. Yeah. So, we're not certain what that is. No, but it sounds ominous. So. But she can contact Torchwood, because obviously yeah. they're both from Earth. Yeah. Now, at this point in my notes, I've just written, of course, it's the bloody Daleks. Yeah, of course it and is. Considering, I mean, the Daleks aren't the most imposing villains, but the cast do a good job sort of portraying the danger and the threat. Yes. So yeah. obviously the last time Captain Jack faced them, it was bad news. It resulted in his death mm-hmm. and resurrection. Yeah. Um, obviously, Martha's been along yeah. with those. Was that Daleks of Manhattan? Yeah, that was her Daleks. So she story. knows. Yeah. Okay. Because we is this where we hear, like, hear the, 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 the voice broadcasting exterminate, exterminate That's right. over yeah. all channels. And, and this is one moment where I'm going to shout out to Elizabeth Slade and Sarah Jane. You 100% believe her, her fear and recognition. Because, you know, going way back. She had her dances with the Daleks. And for her, that was decades ago. She probably felt like the, the Dalek days were well behind mm-hmm. her. And yet, here we are. And, uh, yeah, we'll come back to that a bit later. Right. So, the Dalek shit starts destroying London. Yeah, why not? And they talk about a human harvest. Yes. Yeah, they're starting to sort of gather up prisoners. And there's a supreme Dalek... Who oh. says they want to complete the crucible? Yes, and this is something which I, I I was going to Google before the start of this episode, and I completely forgot to do. I wanted to check whether the Supreme Dalek has ever been in Classic Who before, or whether I'm getting it muddled with something else. Because he's different to the other Daleks. Yeah, he's, he's an got interesting like design. He's like he's bright red shell. Yeah, and we've mostly seen the sort of bronze Daleks, haven't we? That's right. Um, and yeah, he's got sort of like some sort of extra protrusions and and he's sort of a bit bigger on a little yeah. sort of plinth because uh, I wondered whether he was the Dalek Emperor that we'd seen previously no different no. different deal but oh yeah Supreme Dalek name given to many Daleks usually within the Black Dalek ranks but this one was usually red um, to serve the role of commander title could refer to the leader of a specific operation territory faction or the entire Dalek race in the absence of the Dalek Emperor so there you go. Um, so just big important Dalek. Yeah. So rather than reciting exterminate over and over, the Daleks begin reciting that they are the masters of Earth. Yeah. So bad times are coming. Yep, yeah, not good. Not good at all. But luckily for us, the Doctor arrives at the Shadow Proclamation. Again, yeah. we see they're the space place with the yeah. Genoon. And the Doctor talks to her. I've just called her a weird old lady. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what she is. I'm assuming she's like the leader of the Shadow Pro- Proclamation. Yeah, she certainly seems important. Yes. Um, and it turns out Earth's not the only one. 24 different planets have been stolen. Yes. So Donna asks about Pyrovilia. Yeah, another so, call back to Fires of Pompeii. She also asks about the Adipose breeding planet. Yeah. The Lost Moon of Poosh. And all of a sudden, all of these episodes that you thought were completely pointless, all starting to click into place. Yep. Because 
they've all been taken from time and space. Yeah. So it's not just that they've been moved. They currently do not exist in this time. Yeah. So it turns out that there's actually 27 planets. And when the Doctor pieces them together, because at first they don't, the pattern doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But with the addition of those three planets, turns out they're in balance. And he says like pieces of an engine. Yes. And the Doctor realises this has happened before. Oh, yes. This is a reference. Because he was talking about like um, moving uh, moving the Earth. Uh, there was an attempt by the Daleks uh, in a direct invasion of Earth back in the William Hartnell era mm-hmm. uh, to effectively turn uh, Earth into a spaceship. Right. And so... Is it a good episode? It's, uh, it's a cracking episode. It's like eight parts long, which is why I didn't choose it <laughs> seven and a half parts too many <laughs> yeah but yeah no great story uh, it was one of the ones that they ended up adapting for uh, you remember i mentioned the peter cushing movies mm-hmm. um it was the second of uh, those okay they did so back on earth the valiant is shot down yeah so units spaceship yeah helicarrier and call a spade a spade jack realizes i think he gets communication from different countries around the world and realises that the Daleks are attacking Earth's military might. Yeah. They're targeted attacks. It's not just random flood no, invasion. They are, they are there to, to quickly su- suppress any resistance. So, at this point, Martha's told Project Indigo is launching. Yes. So we find out what that is. It's a vest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've got to mention now, okay... Martha's storyline is one of the things that I really dislike in this story. What, it's... because it's stupid and makes no sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's rubbish. Uh, it's just like, I think just sat there thinking, just like, God, I can't think of something for Martha to do. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Teleport vest. Yeah. So it's a vest that harnesses the Sontaran teleport technology. Yeah. You pull two cards. However, Jack says it's not safe. It hasn't got stabilisers. Yeah. And what that means is because... It's a little bit like Silence in the Library. Yeah. In that because there's no end point to receive Martha, yeah. she'll just be atomized. Yeah. Uh, and before she goes, she's given the Osterhagen key, isn't she? Yeah. Yes. So. Just the other dumb element of Martha's incredibly dumb story, though. Yeah. So, it's a key. It's yeah. somehow important. It's, for, it's a key for an Osterhagen, presumably. Yeah. So, so, as yeah. we say, she uses it. And Jack just assumes she's dead. Yes. Um, we obviously... I mean, did you even for a split second think, oh, Martha's dead, that's the end of Martha? I mean, I had my fingers crossed and I was wishing for it. <laughs> but, no. Yeah, there was just no tension in that moment whatsoever, no. is there? No. Imagine if that was the end of the <laughs> Yeah, character. that would be amazing. <laughs> if it was just uh, like, oh, I'm going to teleport. God. Yeah, no, I, I would have been impressed with that. The sheer brass balls on RTD. You know, I think I've that. mentioned it before. It'd just be like, and Poochie died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> yeah. Just like, and Martha died. Yeah. So, at this point, we get a bit of a revelation. There's a shadowy, strange character seemingly Ooh, commanding yes. the Daleks. Yeah. As well as that, there's an insane Dalek abomination. Yeah. Who mentions the threefold man. So as far as the shadowy figure goes, um, the voice is a bit Dalek-y, mm-hmm. but not a da- regular Dalek voice. Yeah. And we see his hand, which yes. is sort of clawed. He's yeah. got like 
It's got like a special armory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So clearly not your standard Dalek. Something, no. something, something more yeah. is going on here. Yes. I mean, when they mentioned the threefold man, I assumed that was the Doctor in some way, but couldn't really fathom that. Yeah. I mean, with hindsight, guess you can figure that out. Yeah. I mean, like I say, straight away, as soon as there's any prophecy involving a man, yeah. it's the Doctor. Yeah, obviously. But when they call him the threefold man, I couldn't really work out yeah, what that's that was. From, yeah. I mean, I did think, because I know we're reaching the end of Tenant, I was yeah. like, is it because he dies and this will be the third time we'll see a yeah, new maybe, Doctor? Maybe. So that's where my mind was at that point. Now, back with the Doctor, one of the other Shadow Proclamation weird old ladies talks to Donna and says, oh, I'm really sorry for your loss. And Donna yeah. says, it's okay, we'll, we'll find Earth. But that's not what she means. No, she she means says, your loss is yet to come. Yeah. More prophecy. What, again, what is one of my big complaints about this episode? There is too much prophecy. Yeah, there's quite a bit. Isn't there? There is a, like, I'm not averse to a little bit of prophecy every now and then. Mm-hmm. There is just too much prophecy in this episode. Everything is portentous and an oblique reference to some tragic thing that will happen or maybe won't happen or won't be quite what we think it's going to be because is an RCD clever and it just gets a bit much after a while. So, yeah, didn't, didn't love that. Now, one way I've criticised the show so far yeah. when we've watched it, it's become a little bit of a catchphrase for me, why is it always aliens? Yeah. Now, this is possibly the biggest why is it always aliens moment. Uh-huh. Because the Doctor is trying to work out if there's been uh-huh. any signs of this coming. Is, yes. Has there been anything that's foreshadowed this? Yeah. And Donna says, well, the only thing going on on Earth is all the bays have disappeared. And to be fair, that is something that has been referenced multiple times yeah. throughout this series. Yeah. I, I mean, when she said it, I did think, yes, most episodes have mentioned that. But when I think about it, I've probably not acknowledged it as being important. No. But turns out all the bees are aliens. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not all. Oh, no, the doctor, doctor says, says most. most. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, at the end of the day, it is all just bollocks. Yeah, it's some like weird techno babble so the doctor could just spout off. Bloody blah, 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 and that's how we find it. And it's just, it, yeah. it is so, so nakedly just uh, RTDs. He's got, he's written this scene here where we're at the Shadow Proclamation. He's written all the scenes later where they found the Earth and they're having the big showdown and the Crucible and stuff. And she's like, I need to get from this bit here to this bit here. Uh, bees. Yeah. So, <laughs> all the bees. Fucking hell. Right. <laughs> bees are earlier. Sure, yes. So he's going to follow the bee energy (laughs) because they've all left Earth because they're going back to planet B. (laughs) So he can use their bee energy trail to track where they came from to find Earth. Yes, some bullshit like that. A lot of bollocks. it? It is, it's a lot of bollocks. But whilst... The Doctor's decided that's going to be his course of action. Yeah. Turns out the Shadow Proclamation decree, he's going to lead them into war versus the Daleks. He's fought the Daleks in the past. Yeah. He's going to be the great weapon. Yes. Yeah. The Doctor doesn't really want to do that. 
Yeah. So he says, not a problem. I'm just going to bomb in the TARDIS for two minutes. I'll be back. Yeah. And they say, well, if you leave, you'll be a criminal. Yeah. And he just goes, no, 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 no. I'm definitely coming back. I feel like this is a rookie error on the part of the Shadow Proclamation, yeah. isn't it? If they'd read their files on the Doctor, yeah. they would know... If you want to keep the Doctor in one place, you don't let him just pop in the TARDIS. Especially, you don't let him get in it, lock the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... So off they go. But basically, he fucks off in the I TARDIS. like it. It's very in keeping with the character of the Doctor. It's it's the right moment. And, uh, yeah, but that's it for the tra- Shadow Proclamation. Now, this series, I've hung my hat on the idea that, in some way, the second sonic screwdriver that was yeah. put in a bin... Yes. It's going to be important. Yes. Now, I'm going to make another bold prediction. Okay. Okay? That going forward, this idea that the Doctor is now an outlaw from the Shadow Proclamation is going to come into play. Okay, cool. Okay. Do you, do you want to... Uh, well, since, since it's come up, do you want to address the whole Sonic Screwdriver theory now? It's fair to say, having gotten to this point um, in proceedings, it hasn't really factored into anything yet, no. has it? No. No. But that doesn't mean it's not going to. No, we've got time yet. Yeah. It could, st- you know, we've got, we've got, we're only, what, at the end of series four, we've got another uh, seven series. Yeah. That it could potentially crop up in. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. Yeah. And I want people <laughs> to forget that. Okay. Right. Back on Earth. Daleks are invading, taking over. Not whilst Wilfong has something to say about it. Oh, God. Yes. So he has a weapon. Yeah. Paintball guns. Just a paintball gun. Yeah. But he's worked out. They only have one eye stock. He's able to blind it. Yeah. It's so, a solid theory. So straight away, that's what he does. Yeah. In retaliation, <laughs> the Daleks start blowing up dissenters' houses. Yeah. So you can submit to their will. You'll be spared, but God knows what they're going to do with you. Yeah. Or they just blow your house up. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he shoots it in the eye, it doesn't work initially. No. It just then, dissolves the paint. Yeah. But then the Dalek explodes. And Wilf looks at it like, Jesus Christ, I'm good. <laughs> but it turns out, at this point, Rose appears with her massive gun. <laughs> yeah. And, and Wilf yeah, gives the greatest line. He's holding his little paintball gun. <laughs> and he just goes, do you want to swap? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I love him. Yeah, so good. I love him. He's, yeah, he's, he's perfect, the best thing about this. Yeah. So... The Doctor and Donna arrive at the Medusa Cascade. Yeah. Which, which is another rift in time and space. Yeah. We've had references to the Medusa Cascade before. Yeah. It's one of the places that the Doctor would have sort of reel off when he's waxing lyrical about, you know, weird space stuff. And he realises that the B-trail goes no further. Yeah. And the Doctor again gets stoic and sort of gives up. Yeah. He realises, end of the line. And... It's a bit heartbreaking. Yeah. Tennant's good, isn't he? He is good. Yeah. And do you think it would work if it was Eccleston? I think it would feel different. Yeah. Eccleston. I don't think that it, that it, I, would, I would say it wouldn't work. It would just, it would have I, a different feel. Yeah, I think these moments, and it's been called the fury of the Doctor. Yeah. yeah. But also... Like here, where it's just this strong emotional tenant just knocks it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. He, he, it's he his real so much with, without saying a word. Yeah. So. so, back on Earth, Captain Jack 
receives a transmission. Mm -hmm. And it's Harriet Jones. Another callback. You were not expecting Harriet Jones, I bet. Former Prime Minister. Yes. <laughs> Lovely callback. Yeah. Um, so, the transmission... I don't know, does it go to all televisions? No, specific because... ones. Okay, so again, this is a bit of absolute bullshit. Hmm. That is just a means to an end. And you just really have to just... This whole episode, I think you you, you either just have to like be like, okay, I'm going with it. It's like a water slide. It's like, yeah. you can resist if you want, but it's it's going to be a lot easier in the long run if you just go with it. And because let it take you where it's going to take you. So she contacts Jack. Yeah. But for some reason, Rose receives the communication. Now, she's yes. at Wilf's house. She is. So... Is it but safe she, to say that Harriet might have been trying to contact Donna? She she was trying to contact all of the Doctor's known associates yes. through what is referred to as the Subwave Network, which was funded by the Mr. Copper Foundation. Yes. So, yeah. Talk to me about Mr. Copper. Do I remember that? Uh, the uh, One of the survivors of Voyage of the Damned. Oh, right. Okay. You know, the little uh, alien tour guide. Played by Clive Switch. Ah, uh, yes. So That's he, good. who you know, retired with his millions. Yeah. Obviously, maybe we could assume maybe passed on and left what was remaining I as a sort of because they might have been able to get Clive Swift because he only died recently. Yeah, yeah. But they obviously, I think they were just like they needed some kind of. It's it's just a bit of bullshit again. But yeah. I, I'll be honest. I love having Harriet Jones back for this, and I think the way she goes out, which, you know, spoiler, she goes out, um, is, is amazing. The whole concept of the subway network and the fact that she has suddenly gone from former Prime Minister to, like, some fucking hacker is just ridiculous. What, what do you think to the idea that Rose is able to receive this transmission, but she can't reply because Wilf isn't allowed a <laughs> webcam because Donna's mum says they're naughty? Yeah. As if Will's going to be getting up to some right <laughs> filth. You don't know. He might. Oh, no! <laughs> He's too good for that. Yeah. So we get this chat between Harriet, Captain Jack, Sarah Jane and Martha. Yes. Martha's now at her mum's house. Yeah. And Harriet says, under no circumstances should they use the key. Yeah. So again, nodding back to this idea. Yeah, we don't know what it does, but we know that we shouldn't use it. Yeah. Yeah. So... They worked out if they link their resources, so using Torchwood's rift energy because yeah. they're in Cardiff, firing it through Sarah Jane's Mr. Smith computer, yeah, using Martha's phone, they should be able to contact the Doctor. Yeah, right. Let's just press pause there. Yeah, we're gonna go back to the very first episode. Uh huh. Okay. And do you remember where? They were going on the internet and they went on... Searchwise.net. And, and yeah. I typed in searchwise.net. Yeah. Right? What we're going to do is call the number. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay? <laughs> so, they're dialing the doctor's number. All right. Okay? So, let's just go phone, keypad. And the number is 0 Four six one. It must be discontinued. The calls to this number are not being connected. If you've dialed correctly, I'm afraid it means that the number is not available from this network. Okay. Now, 
Little spoiler. I'd already rung that number. Oh, right. I knew it wasn't going to connect. Yeah. So I googled that number. Uh-huh. Obviously, loads and loads of posts from Doctor Who fans. Yes. Turns out, that number is specifically reserved for use in television programmes. Oh. So if anybody in television programmes gives their mobile number, they'll give that number. That's what will show on screen or whatever. And yeah. So it's just a dummy number. And yeah. I think I'm right in saying, when I researched this, that once this episode aired, there was something like a quarter of a million calls to that Whoa. number. That's crazy. I don't know if I wrote that down, but... Yeah, apparently that number was flooded because it flashes up so prominently. Uh-huh. Fans yeah. couldn't believe yeah. that it was just a nothing well, number. You would, wouldn't you? You'd be like, oh, there must be some pre-recorded message, some kind of Easter egg or something. E- exactly. Yeah. And that's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Then when it was disconnected, I thought, well, it's been 10 years since this episode. Yeah. Could it be something else? Yeah. But, yeah, apparently that is a special reserved number for use in television programmes. Amazing. Good bit of trivia. Good work, yeah. that. There we yeah. go. What would you Enjoyed have done that. if it was just an old lady? I would have been mortified. I would have talked to her <laughs> in context of this show. <laughs> I'd be like, it's the doctor there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So, as they make that call to speak to the doctor, the Daleks intercept the transmission. Yeah. But the doctor's able to lock onto its location. Because it's come from Harriet Jones's house, her house is raided. Yeah. And she's killed. Yeah, but not before <laughs> introducing herself to the Daleks. Yeah, because everyone she speaks to, she yeah. goes, Harriet Jones, former Prime Minister, and everyone yeah. goes, yeah, 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 okay. But even the Daleks go, yeah, we know who you are. No, they go, yes, we know <laughs> who you are. Now, amazing. Something I want to talk about here. Yeah. Did you know, because this is what happens to Harriet, and I think this is what happens in real life, as soon as you are killed, your television turns off. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, do you think Captain Jack will have seen her death? Because as soon as you hear, like, the gunfire, her webcam just turns to static. Yeah. So Somehow her death turns all that off. Yeah. So... It turns out the Doctor realises that the Medusa Cascade is a second out of sync with the whole universe. So it's yeah. possible to exist within its space, yeah. however its time is different to yeah. ours. So you wouldn't be able to simply fly past and see what's there. For the first time in this story, I feel like RTD's hit on an elegant piece of sci-fi writing there. Mm-hmm. Like That's a really simple, effective concept. Like, it's completely, it's, it's, it's crazy, it could never happen. But you can kind of just, if you've got that kind of sort of concept of linear time, the thought of being like, oh, if something was just out of phase by a second, yeah, I wouldn't see it, because it would be on, like, a different... different existence. Yeah, that's a really clever idea. I, so I've always loved that as a concept. So, it's a pocket of time where the planets are hidden. Yeah. The Doctor overcomes that, lands on Earth, is able to reunite with his friends. Uh-huh. And we get a nice interaction between Donna and Jack. I think if yeah. Donna was going to get a happy ending, <laughs> it would be that she hooks up with Jack. Yeah, yeah, because because like Jack's dispensing hugs, is he? And, and Donna's like, y- you can hug me because they like. go round and hug, <laughs> but then Donna goes straight back around to Jack <laughs> yeah. for like a second hug. And 
the crazy Dalek from earlier says he is here, so that obviously confirms yeah. that the Doctor is the threefold yeah. man. We still haven't seen who the crazy Dalek is yet, have we? No. No, no. That, that reveal is to come. But then the Dalek leader thing hacks the comms. It turns out it's Davros. Hey, good old Davros. Now, I think I've mentioned Davros to you, haven't I? Yes. In the context of uh, the, the Cyberman two-parter. Mm-hmm. Where we had uh, Lumic, who I basically felt was like a like the the, the Poundland version of Davros, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether now you've seen this story, whether you'd agree with that assessment. Mm, probably, but at the end of the day, Davros when we saw Lumic, that was his rise to power. Yeah, and this is like Davros's downfall. Yeah, kind of. He's 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 kind of. At the end of his, te- uh, like end of his rope, really. Um, f- so for context, uh, and it's going to sort of there's a reference to it later. Davros was first introduced in a fourth Doctor story. We won't be watching because it's six parts and it will destroy you. But it's generally considered to be one of the best uh, fourth Doctor stories. One, of, some would say, one of the greatest Doctor Who stories of all time. I think well, why don't we watch it then? Well, you want to watch Genesis of the Daleks? Yeah, why we not? Could, we could do it. Well, um, I might as well mention here, I've recently actually thrown it out to, to the sort of Reddit hive mind and asked them for some suggestions of, of uh, Fourth Doctor stories to watch. Um, so maybe maybe we'll, we'll stretch into a six-parter and do Genesis of the Daleks. I don't know. I think there might be some other stuff I'd like to sort okay. of do instead. But, but so for context, that was a really significant story because we had met the Daleks multiple times already over the course of Doctor Who. They've been there since the second story. But this was an opportunity to go right the way back to the start. And it's the origin story. Of the yes. It is literally, it's their genesis. And so you meet their creator, Davros. Yeah. As this so he's mad... introduced as the lord and creator of the Daleks. Yes, he's basically this mad scientist who, who created now, this race. That story, Genesis of the Daleks, was Sarah Jane there? Yes, she was. Because she recognises him. Exactly, yes. So so that's that moment of, of, of uh, recognition. And I think part of the reason that, if you're a classic fan, like that has so much significance. Sarah Jane coming face-to-face with uh, Davros okay. again. Um, and shout-out to Julian Bleach, uh, who's cast as Davros in this. Uh, not an easy performance to do. You, mm-hmm. You're caked in prosthetics. And he's also standing in the footsteps of, of previous actors who've already played the part, it, particularly uh, Michael Wisher, the, the original Davros. Second to him, as far as I'm concerned, Julian Bleach is, is my, my <laughs> favourite Davros. So, Davros died in the first year of the Time War. Yes. So he, what the bloody hell is he doing here? Well, we find out. Well, it turns we? out that the crazy Dalek is actually Dalek Khan from <laughs> the Cult of Scarrow. Yep. When he temporal shifted, last time we saw him, yeah. it took him into the Time War, yeah. which cost him his mind. Yeah. So and it's all tying together. It is, isn't it? But that means it is possible to go to the Time War, even though it's time-locked. If, if you are using whatever technology the Daleks use to do an emergency temporal shift, which seems to be an imperfect mm-hmm. form of time travel, it's fair to say. Um, so yes probably you could but I don't think you could just fly a TARDIS into there you could definitely wow right so the Doctor 
goes back to Earth. The Daleks are heading for Torchwood. Yeah. This is where we get that bit you referred to, where, you know, they just press a button and it stops the stops Dalek. The Dalek. But everything else is all right. Yeah. That just keeps Torchwood busy for these episodes. Yeah. Uh, Jack fixes his time machine teleporter. Yeah. And Sarah Jane goes after the Doctor. But Rose does too. The Doctor reunites with Rose. Which is, yeah. like, amazing. Well, wow. Although they seem to run towards each other for a worryingly yeah, long time. Like, how long is that street? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it's it's uh, you. It's one of those moments where like you feel like it's in slow motion, but it's not actually in slow motion. It's just taking a really long yeah. time. I was expecting it to be like the Monty Python where the night is running towards. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. feels like it. Doesn't it? But just as they approach, the Doctor's shot by a Dalek. Oh no, the Doctor's dead. The end. See again because this was the two-parter. I thought this might be where we get Matt Smith. Yeah, maybe a lot of people thought that. This could have been. This could be the end. I think because I mean that's it. That's the end of the first episode, and it ends with like the most ostentatious to be continued I think I've ever seen mm. in the history of television. Because that Dalek's killed by Jack, but then yeah. everyone carries the Doctor back on the TARDIS. Yeah. The regenesis begins. Yeah. Some Daleks trap Sarah Jane. Yeah. And Torchwood, but we know there's not really any threat there. Yeah. And the Doctor regenerates. That's the end yeah. of this episode. Yeah. To be. Oh, continued. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty. Uh, yeah, it's pretty OTT, it? wasn't it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So it would be fascinating, wouldn't it, to have a Doctor regenerate in the middle of a story like that? Yeah. So it, it it blew a lot of people's minds at the time. There was a lot of speculation about it. Um, apart from anything else, I think the, the news had already leaked that the Christmas special episode uh, for that year was entitled the next doctor oh really yeah so that information was already public knowledge so lots of people going into this episode were thinking oh my god this could this could be it so yeah but do we for what do we have a doctor who cliffhanger with like real lasting consequences no (laughs) (laughs) because journey's end the second part the second episode from the 5th of july 2008 opens my notes, I've just put, he doesn't change. Something to do with his hand. <laughs> yeah. Right. So this jumps back and forward. So what I'm going to do is sort of split the two storylines yeah, to save us. that makes sense. confusing. Yeah. So it turns out that the regeneration energy begins by healing the Doctor prior to changing the Doctor. Yes. So he was able to stop it at the point of healing and focus the extra energy into the hand yeah, yeah. from the Sycorax invention. Yes. And I, I don't think they acknowledge it, but they do make quite a point of making sure that's prominent whenever they're on the TARDIS. Oh, You yes. can see it more in these episodes. With, yeah, Britwolf since Utopia, like because it's reintroduced in Utopia because Jack had it as a, as a Doctor Detector. And yeah. since then, yeah, you'll, you'll occasionally get... A, catch a glimpse of it on the TARDIS um, so yeah we've known the hand is around and yeah the sure fine whatever Yeah, it's a complete cop out but to, to be fair as the episode wears on it does have some impact so I, yeah. I'll, I'll let it slide so as we've said Torchwood are trapped in a time bubble Dalek fires at them but it's bullets sort of stop mid air yeah and 
that's the end of that storyline for now. Yeah. And Sarah Jane is being attacked by the Daleks. But out of nowhere, Mickey and Jackie. Hey! Now, I cannot stress enough how happy I was at that point. Were you? Because, uh, obviously, Rose coming back through the dimension. But Rose is special. Yeah. You know, she's the bad wolf chosen one. Yeah. So to get these guys back, loved it. Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, I'm happier than to see them back than I am Rose, in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah. So, the TARDIS becomes sealed in a temporal prison and transferred to the Crucible. Yes. But the Crucible is also where Sarah Jane, Mickey and Jackie are taken. So I think they work out if they're taken there. That's probably where the Doctor's going to be heading. Yeah, they need to so, head to the Eye of the Storm, basically. Exactly. So the best thing to do is to surrender, get to that Crucible. Yeah. So back with Martha. She's going to teleport again. Yeah. But won't tell everyone what the key does. No. So she pulls the cords on her magic vest, teleports, and then I've just added to my notes, she in Germany? <laughs> yeah. We start hearing... Because they make this big point of it's like, Let's get to the Crucible. Let's reunite yeah. with the Doctor. Yeah. And then she teleports. And it's she just like, oh, I'm Germany. just in the woods in Germany. Yeah. And we hear some, like, German Daleks. Yeah. Which is quite an exterminating. Yeah. Or whatever it is they say. I quite enjoy the German Daleks. Now, explain this bit to me. Okay, I'll try. In order to reunite with the Doctor. Yeah. Rose says she built a dimension cannon to shoot her back to the Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Now, is that her simplifying the science, or do you think she legitimately built the cannon? Who knows? It could be like that thing, I don't know if you've seen it on the internet, that shoots fish over a dam. I haven't, but... Oh, apparently, I think it's in America or Alaska or somewhere. Uh But when they build dams, there's a real issue with fish migrating. Right. So they built this high-pressure, like, water cannon that you place a fish in one end, and it just shoots it across a dam. Sounds amazing. Yeah. But there's no harm to the fish. In most cases. I bet there's exceptions. I want you to research I bet, some, that when I bet sometimes the fish gets completely obliterated by the, the fish cannon. Yeah. Just what you know, one in a thousand. <laughs> it's it's not insignificant in the grand scheme of things, I, but for that fish. I would have liked to see like the R and D department <laughs> oh, doing no. that. And there's <laughs> just like fish splattering against yeah. the wall. Carnage. Um, So, going back to last week's episode, when the Doctor talks about coincidence, Rose says that all the different timelines that are going on at the moment converge on Donna. Yes. Donna says, why me? I'm nothing special. Rose says, you know, you're the most special person in existence. So, clearly, Donna is going to play some part. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. At this point, we find out that the Crucible is a planet-sized spaceship. It's the one at the centre of those planets. Yep. Okay. And Donna is really beginning to panic. Yeah. So the revelation of her importance, the threat, everything. It's getting on top of her. Yeah. Yeah. So now that the TARDIS is on board, the Crucible, the Doctor's told to leave and face the Daleks. So he does so. Rose goes with him. Jack goes with him. But Donna's trapped inside. Yeah. Okay. So, the Daleks call it Time Lord trickery. This idea that 
the Doctor has somehow manipulated the TARDIS yeah. into keeping Donna safe. Yeah. But they wouldn't know Donna's there. No. And the Doctor seemingly has done nothing to do that. Yeah. I think they did know that Donna was in there. But 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 but, they, but yeah, Doctor hasn't done anything. Donna's not done anything. Daleks haven't done anything. Everyone's blaming everyone else. But uh, yeah, nobody knows what's actually caused it. So, in order to overcome that, we're just going to drop the TARDIS in the planet's core. Yeah, why not? There's got to be another way. That seems a bit OTT. Surely they want to reverse engineer the technology. Daleks do not like uh, the Doctor. Apart from anything else. Daleks would, would be of the opinion. They've already got forms of time travel technology, which, I they, suppose. which they would consider to be superior to any Time Lords. Because in that nonsense. Battle of Canary Wharf, they had the pocket dimension that was full of Daleks. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 even in the classic series, they've had abilities to, to travel in time as well. So. so when the TARDIS is falling to the centre of the Earth, Donna grabs onto the Doctor's hand, which is in its little case, uh-huh. and it releases the Regenesis energy yeah. that we talked about earlier. Yeah. And the hand just grows a whole new Doctor. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know how much I like that, though. I mean, we'll probably discuss that at the end. I think we will, but I, 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 do, I do like Donna's assessment of it. It's like, oh my God, chop it a bit off and you grow another one. You're like worms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... The original Doctor thinks the TARDIS is dead. Jack shoots a Dalek. And it shoots him back. Yeah. And he's dead. With a a little wink, because he can't die. Yeah. So, the new Doctor, we find out, because of Donna's involvement, is now part human. Only has one heart. And in in what sense is he a Time Lord, then? Okay. Do they just say the best bit, which is his mind? Yeah, I, I think that at the end of Physiologically, the day... Physiologically, is he entirely human? I don't think so. I think he's a sort of blend. Mm-hmm. But one of the aspects that made him notice that was the fact that he had the one heart. And also the fact that, like... Because it's not just... His, his mind also has taken on some characteristics of Donna. He is not exactly the same as the Doctor. Because, like, he's doing that sort of... Oi! He is part Donna. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, as he says, like you predicted, the Doctor Donna. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but. another little tie-in to an episode that you thought would have no bearing on this uh, series. Other than that, it doesn't really. Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. So Martha, as we've said, is in Germany. She's now in a German castle, oh, yeah. which this, is this storyline just gets dumber and dumber, doesn't it? Because it's not just the castle; it's a secret unit base. Yeah. And it's Austerhagen Base One. Yeah. That's the end of her storyline for now. <laughs> Apart from an old lady yeah. threatens to shoot her if she uses the key. Yeah, we we look at this point. We already we know that the key is bad or whatever, and it's yeah. oh god, I hate this storyline. Anyway, carry on. Meanwhile, Jack's body, because he's definitely dead, yeah. is sent to like a disposal unit, but he's able to climb out because he can't he's die. Jack. Yeah, because he's the face of the boat. Yeah, or is he? So the doctor works out. I just realised I shrugged. This is a <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah, I did. I did a shrug there, listeners. Anyway, carry on. So the doctor works out that Davros isn't in charge. He's kept below, almost in like a dungeon, along with the insane Dalek Khan. Yeah. So they say that you're the Daleks' pet. 
Yes. And Davros doesn't really like that. Yeah. No. It, it, and this is again, that kind of harks back to the classic series in that he does have sometimes have a slightly fraught relationship with his creations. Mm. In that he kind of programmed them to be sort of believe they are genetically superior, and at the end of the day, uh, Davros is like them. Yeah. He is their their creator, their father, but he is not a pure Dalek. Yeah. So, at this point, Davros reveals that he has a reality bomb. Oh, yeah. Sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. At the same time, sounds a bit rubbish. Yeah. It's incredibly daft. Shout out at this point uh, uh, to the very excellent Doctor Who podcast, Reality Bomb. One of my favourites. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's really good if you've never listened to it and you, you like, you're listening to this show, so if you've got some interest in Doctor Who podcasts, it's like a sort of magazine-style show. Like um, They do sketches and editorials and interviews and all kinds of different interesting things. It's really worth a listen. Okay. Anyway, carry on. So, Sarah Jane and Mickey and Jackie are now on the Crucible. There's like a herd of humans... Uh -huh. led somewhere surely for nefarious ends yeah um, but Sarah Jane and Mickey are able to escape yes Jackie doesn't nope um, she's not happy about that no uh, rightly so because it's uh, it seems as though she's going to get reality bombed yes yeah <laughs> uh, do we see that at this point where people are just eviscerated into nothingness not quite yet uh, there's a bit more build up to it right. but but the good news is the teleporters that her and Mickey have oh, yeah, used yeah. to get to this dimension, they have a 30 minute recharge time. Yeah. Thankfully, charges just in time. Yes. Before so, she's, she's, yeah. so she's able to teleport back to Mickey. Yeah, and she sort of she, she sort of says, I'm so sorry to the woman standing next to her who's like sort of about to die. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, manages to get to safety and, and yeah, witnesses the, uh, so, the effect of the reality. Bomb. Yeah, so when the 27 planets align correctly. Yeah. It creates Zed neutrino energy. Sure. I wonder if that's similar to B energy. Could be. Could be. Uh. And that energy <laughs> is able to dissolve matter. So if yeah. we go back to last week's episode, yeah. that's how the stars were going out. Yeah. So they were being eviscerated using this, yeah, this energy. The way, the way uh, Javros explains it uh, is that you know all atoms are held together with an electrical charge. Mm -hmm. What this does is sort of like neutralizes the electrical charge, so the atoms just disperse. Yeah. Now, keeping themselves safe in the Medusa Cascade, they're able to destroy all reality. Yes. Yeah. So that'd be pointless. What they're going to do afterwards? We be the one pure race. That's all the Daleks want. They want the literal extermination of the Are rest they just going to start a community where there's like Mr. and Mrs. Dalek living at home? Don't know. Seems a bit pointless to me. Yeah. So Jack finds Mickey and Jackie. I like this bit. I think Mickey refers to him as Captain Cheesecake. Yeah. And he goes, that's beefcake to you. <laughs> yeah. That is lovely bit of banter Yeah. from the lads. Because Jack, at first, he's like, oh. Yeah, like, you know, I go halfway across the galaxy and find <laughs> you. Yeah, but they're obviously mates. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, and of all things, Sarah Jane just has a warp star. I imagine this must be from an episode of Sarah Jane Adventures. Now, could it be from the episode we've seen? Yeah, 
because the reason the little girl goes to see Sarah Jane yeah. is Sarah Jane is speaking to an alien oh in a garden. God, yeah. Is it yeah. that? Does it come from there? I don't know, maybe. I think it is. Maybe. I've never watched enough Sarah Jane to care or uh, figure that I'm, out. I'm pretty certain it is from that. Maybe. But anyway, yeah, it's, it is something that's obviously been established, I think. So, so a, a warp star is just basically a crystal with a nuke in it. Yeah, you pretty much. You shatter the crystal and it, there's a yeah. black hole. Yeah, I wouldn't really feel safe having that on my person. Especially Sarah Jane, she's a fucking clod. Yeah. <laughs> I've been going around her house and when she's not looking, taking it off her. <laughs> For everyone's safety. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And then again, at this point, this is where it really irritated me. This is where she gives the the little speech. I just put Sarah Jane seems very attached to a boy she found in a factory. Yeah. It's true. Awful. Yeah. I yeah I I really am not a fan of the whole Luke storyline. I think it. Yeah. It doesn't. It's you're not seeing Sarah Jane at her best here. You really not. Uh, we're seeing her at her worst. She ruins. Yeah. Probably one of the best episodes we've seen. I wouldn't go that far, but anyway, yes. Right. So, back with Martha. Yep. You know, just when you thought her storyline couldn't get any weirder. <laughs> she's God. talking to China and Libya. Yeah. And the other Osterhagen bases. Yeah. And the man from Libya says, oh, I'm not going to tell you my name. I want no part in this. Yeah. And that's the end of that storyline for now. Yeah. He's just, it's... It's just teasing upon teasing or teasing. And it's just like, it's either got to be like... The thing that is that unlocks this episode, or it's just a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. So we'll see. So I mean, it's it's shortly after this that we get the revelation, so we may as well discuss it. Now. Yes. Yeah. The key launches twenty five nuclear warheads that are stored beneath the Earth's surface. Yes. So that if the Earth is in such imminent danger that humankind is going to face immeasurable suffering. Yeah. It's the lesser of two evils to simply destroy the Earth. Yeah. Who okayed this? Yeah. Imagine if the Doctor had found out about this beforehand. Yeah. He would have been livid. Yeah. I mean, he is livid when he finds out afterwards, but but just like, I just, uh, I cannot conceive, even in a world as ridiculous as the Doctor Who universe, I cannot conceive of international governments getting together and being like, hey, should we should we dig some holes and pop some nukes in? Yeah. Just in case. Just in case things get really bad and we decide that it's better if we just literally, if the, if the entire planet commits suicide. Yeah. I, I'm not. That doesn't sit well with me. It's so dumb. Although Martha does threaten to use it to destroy Earth, disrupt yeah. the planet's alignment, yeah. cancel out the reality. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really solve the bigger problem, does it? No. Anyway. So, the Doctor wants the reality bomb to lock onto the Daleks. Yeah. He thinks he's able... Well, this is the this is the other reverse doctor. the polarity of the neutrino flow. Yeah, and get it yeah. to lock on. Well, this is the yeah this is the the other doctor is it the Lord with Donna? Yes. The the Doctor Donna, if you like. Mm-hmm. Also often referred to in the fa- the fandom as the handy don uh, the handy doctor okay <laughs> so so now we've got the doctor the handy doctor and dobby doctor yes seems so far. yeah a lot of, <laughs> lot of uh, doctor variations with tenant now to counteract martha's plan jack also 
threatens the Daleks. He says he's got the warp star yes. and he can destroy the crucible. Yeah. So even if their plan's successful, he can destroy it. Yeah. But with it being a singularity, wouldn't that also destroy the Earth as well? It probably would, but I think he's just saying like, well, fine, but you you, you go through with it, but you're not going to get anything out of it. So all these really pissed off people communicating. Yeah. Davros uses that to talk to the Doctor and says, you know, you never carry a weapon, but look, you've turned these people into weapons. Yes, and I love that moment. I, I think that's great writing, like, it, because it's true, yeah. you know. It really, Especially when we get the flashback to everyone who's died yeah, yeah. in his name. Yeah, which is... And, and again, this is, this is good Davros writing because one of the things that is... That, one of the great joys in a good Davros story is the way he will get under the Doctor's skin mm-hmm. because they're both, you know, learned men, men of science, and 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 but you know, one is insanely evil. <laughs> you know, is Davros the Doctor's biggest foe, more so than the Master? Depends who you ask. Right. Well, I'm asking you. Um. I don't know. I Who would win about... in a fight, Davros on the Master? Maybe that question will be answered one day. Okay, it's one of those answers here. <laughs> yeah. right. So after all these threats, everyone's teleported to the Crucible and put in containment fields, so it doesn't matter either way. Yeah. So they can't follow out any of their plans. Yeah. The threats mean nothing. Yeah. And Davros activates the reality bomb. Sure. Except at that exact moment. The Doctor, the Handy Doctor, yeah. sorry, and yeah. Donna turn up, yeah. and they're both sapped magically by Davros. Well, hey, Is yes. It, have we seen that power from him before? I haven't personally, but I have a feeling in maybe a later Davros story in the classic series he does that. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it looks like a complete rip-off of the Emperor from Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I don't know who did it first. In all honesty, because I've not seen, I know that there are Davros stories out there that I've not got to get in my personal mm-hmm. uh, watch through the classic series. So, so the Handy Doctors put in stasis. Donna's shot across the room. Yeah, and because she's not immediately seen as a threat, she's not put into stasis. Well, that means she's able to press the one switch that reverses the weapons. Yes, it shuts down all the Daleks. Yeah. When I say shut down, they become like broken remote control toys and start <laughs> spinning around. While she's doing it to them, she's like yeah. actually manipulating them and just messing with them. Uh, and it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. And and also, I love that the, the other people, like she releases everyone else of their little containment things. And so we get what I like to refer to as a little bit of Dalek roughhousing. Mm. Which is a thing, it's very much a feature of a classic Dalek story you don't see anywhere near enough of in the modern series. In the classic series, you'd always have the people would be pushing Daleks into lakes, like mm-hmm. just shoving them over, grabbing the mutants, chucking them out, yeah. pop, jumping in well, and weaving it. it around. And so, yeah, we get a little bit of just shoving Daleks around. Yeah, we haven't had any <laughs> running about this episode, but they're sort of running about pushing Daleks. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love and it. And it turns out the reason she was able to do that is the Regenesis energy when she touched the Doctor's hand. Actually, it was a two-way yeah. bio thingy. Uh, what's, 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 the word, what's the phrase? Oh, I think I, I've written it. I, I can't remember that. Uh, oh, biological metacrisis. There we that go. That was it. Yeah, two-way biological metacrisis. 
sure, whatever. So, so yeah, so now in addition to the Doctor Donna, we sort of got the Donna Doctor. Yeah. If you like. So everyone's free, they push the Daleks about, they send all the planets home. But Davros's spark when he shot Donna kickstarted that energy. Yes. So she's now almost got the intelligence of a doctor. Yes. And we get a little line from Jack where he's like, Ooh, three doctors. I won't tell you what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he just wants to bang all the doctors. Yeah, that's what he's that's what he's thinking. He didn't need to tell us. We can we can read between the lines there, Jack. Yeah. So anyway. it turns out all these conveniences and coincidences were negotiated by Dalek Khan. He's the yes. one that brought Donna to the Doctor to fulfil this prophecy of the threefold yeah. man. Yeah, so, so it's we've almost got... not a prophecy, it was more a plan. Yeah. You know. So we've got the Doctor, we've got the Handy Doctor, and we've got Donna Doctor. Yes. So those are the three folds yes. of the Doctor. Yes. Okay. Jack... He still reminds everyone, one of you will die. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Jack kills the Supreme Dalek. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, also just some great Dalek explosions in this episode. I've got to I love watching a Dalek just getting blown to bits. Yeah. And there's some great ones in here. Well, we get that quite a bit here yeah. because the Doctor goes in the TARDIS to transport everyone to Earth. Yeah. The last one in is the new Doctor, the yes. handy Doctor. That Dalek Khan tells him he needs to end the Daleks. Yeah. And he does. He does. He blasts them all. Yeah. And as Davros dies, he calls out to the Doctor and he calls him the Destroyer of Worlds. He yes. says, I name you. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you might have won, but at what cost? Yeah, yeah. He just, he has to twist the knife in. And it's at this point that Khan says one of them's still going to die. Yes. Yeah. So the Doctor calls Torchwood to use the Rift Power to take Earth home. But they're unable to. Yeah. So we just need to press pause there. Yeah. Because the one, one of the rules we have about this podcast is we never discuss Doctor Who off pod. Yeah, we, we try really hard not to. Yeah. However, I brought that rule this week to you send did. you a message. You, you couldn't contain your excitement. I sent you a screenshot of my notes. <laughs> Fucking yes, it's K9. He's back, everyone. He's, he got his arse out that black hole. Yes. And he's here. He's here because so, he needs to transmit the TARDIS <laughs> base code. Whatever the fuck that is. So, Mr. Smith, the computer's not powerful enough. Yeah. Sarah Jane says, I think I can solve this. Yeah. Canine comes out. Yeah. Little nose poker. Yeah. (laughs) Saves the day. Great. Great. And again, we get another really good moment here where all the Doctor's companions and friends are working together to steer the TARDIS, except the Doctor just goes, not you, Jackie. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, ushers her away so she can't yeah. damage anything. Yeah. So, I, I don't even know the context. In my notes, I've just written, Luke is my least favourite character. Yeah. So I don't he's know what... rubbish. He was just... I think he was in that K-9 moment. He's just super wooden. Yeah. Um, but, okay. So, yeah. So, the TARDIS at this point is effectively a glorified tow truck. Yeah. Just towing the planet We even get that position. shot, don't we? Yeah. With Earth being chugged along. And I... I've got to be honest, I struggle with that. It's just so dumb, isn't it? But it works. I mean, does it? Yeah. All I right. Think, I think it works. And I, in my notes, a little mantra Yeah. that I use quite often at work, teamwork makes the dream work. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that everyone's working together yes. is more important than the TARDIS. 
in this scenario. Absolutely. It's that team effort that has saved the Earth, not the TARDIS pulling Yeah, it. and thematically that very much fits. This is this whole episode is about, you know, everyone working together. Yeah. 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 So the Earth's saved. And yeah. then we get a nice little bit where the doctor says goodbye to his companion. Yeah. So we'll go through them in order. So first of all, says goodbye to Sarah Jane. Yeah. Not really important. You Good riddance, get rid of it. Right? <laughs> She can go yeah. talk to her binbag son. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Then he says goodbye to Jack, but yeah. not before breaking his teleporter. Yeah, which I, I feel like is a dick move. Like, let Jack do what Jack wants to do. Why? Well, he's doing sterling work without it. I know he is, but it's like at the end of the day, it's he's his own man. Surely, I feel I feel like the Doctor could could afford to give Jack a bit of a longer lead at this point. I'm. I'm going to introduce Jack to my Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. Captain Jack, face of bone, Wilf. They're my They're, Hall of Fame at the That's moment. your holy trinity. Yeah. Of Doctor Who. Characters. I think if I had my Mount Rushmore and I need a fourth, wouldn't yeah. I? Yeah, who would you? Who would, Rodrigo? He could have the Doctor. No, I, no. Feel, I feel like that's a, <laughs> that's a cheat. Um, who would I have as my fourth? Martha's mum. No, I hate her. <laughs> Maybe Jackie, but I don't think she's in the same league. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no rush. We've got seven series to go. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if there was any, like, one-time appearance that I really liked. I liked Madame de Pompadour. She was good. Yeah. But again, probably... Would yeah, you, I'd you, probably you, stick you, with Jackie. Yeah. Love a bit of Jackie. Oh, no. Uh, Sally Sparrow. Yeah? Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> okay. my top four. Fair dues? Yeah. All Sally right. Sparrow. Excellent. So we say goodbye to Captain Jack. Yep. Then Martha. And I think, considering how silly like her plot has been in these yeah. episodes, I I sort of warm to her a little bit. She is end. great. Like you see what I mean? I, I feel like Martha is a great character who has <laughs> rarely had good stories. Yeah. Like I think I think Freema is a great actress. I think she does so much with so little mm. that she is given. So, as he says goodbye, he says, get rid of the nukes. Yeah, which is fair enough. <laughs> then, as he says goodbye to Mickey, he's going to bring Mickey back to this reality. Yeah, the parallel world where he's been. So, there. he'd been there looking after his grandma. Yeah. I think in this reality, she tripped and fell down the stairs. Yeah. In that one, he was able to nurse her in her final years and yeah, she went yeah. peacefully. He's got that bit of closure. And now he's back. Yeah, because he was saying, like, there's nothing left for him in that reality. How is he going to explain his disappearance? Plus, in that reality, wasn't he, like, cleansing the world of Cybermen? Yeah, I guess that's happened now. Sorted that out. Yeah, it seems like that's the sort of thing you might want to mention. I I think you've just got to take it as red. Sorted out the Cyberman problem. That's all done. So maybe had a bit of a falling out with that bloke. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? He says goodbye to Jackie. Yeah. And Jackie reveals, obviously, the last time we saw her, she was pregnant. Yeah. And she had a baby called the Doctor. <laughs> when he says, oh, really? She yeah. goes, no, it's called Tony. <laughs> I love that joke. That's a good yeah. joke. And then we get the big one. Yeah. His farewell to Rose. Oh, yes, because we should, we should mention that when he's when the Doctor is taking uh, everyone back to the, to the parallel reality, he drops them back at Bad Wolf Bay. Yeah. Because, yeah. obviously... 
good callback. Yeah. So he's saying his goodbye to Rose. Yeah. And he says, look, I'm going to leave you with the Handy Doctor. Because we don't know whether there was a Doctor in that parallel reality. Because you would assume not. Yeah, because you would have thought if Rose was there because she goes to work with Unit in that reality. They would have mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. But so he gives that reality the Handy Doctor. Yeah. Except he says, you know, he's human. Yeah. They can grow old together. He says, you need to fix him. He was born in war. That's why he destroyed the Daleks. And he says, that's how I was when you found me. You fixed me, you can fix this doctor. Now, Rose says, I will, but he's not you. The doctor says, well, yeah, yes, he is. So what Rose does is say, you know, on that beach, I said, I love you. What did you say? Mm-hmm. Now, our doctor he stays quiet. He, well, he evades because he says, does it need saying? Yeah. Whereas the handy doctor whispers in her ear. It's left ambiguous. Yeah. We can probably guess what he says. And they kiss. Yeah. And that means the TARDIS vanishes. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, that is the like, resolution of Rose's story. Yeah. A happy ending. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it, I, it divides fans. Yeah, it's it's not perfect. No. Because it, what that means is the Doctor did love Rose. Yes. But we've also got this River character in the background and we know yeah. that the Doctor's going to at some point... She's certainly interact. significant to him. Yeah. So, you know, we knew that wasn't going to be the Doctor's yeah. end. Yeah. So something had to happen. We get this. I think it's the best we were going to get. Oh, absolutely. If if you're the kind of person who... And I feel like you're more invested in Rose's story than I am, necessarily. So if you want a happy ending for Rose, mm. this is the best you're going to get. Yeah, because even though we'd sort of checked out two series ago, yeah. the Rose Bad Wolf story... Yeah. has been my Doctor Who experience. Ah, absolutely. It was so, for an awful lot of people as well, you know, yeah. coming into the So I think this point. conclusion ties it up in a way. Yeah. yeah. You know, if it had been left, oh no, she's in a different dimension, I can't deal with her anymore. Yeah. No. Uh, I think in the back of my mind, I always knew there was going to be something else. There needs to be, like, some yeah. other... Yeah. I don't know. think that did the character justice. But yeah. But this... Does. Sure. Yeah. So back on the TARDIS, the Doctor and Donna start talking. Donna's saying, you know, oh, where are we going for our next adventure? Yeah. Adventure. Adventure. Yeah. Because her brain is broken. Yeah. She's like a skipping CD. Yeah. yeah. All the information, all that knowledge the Doctor has imparted on her is really hurting her. Yeah. And the Doctor says, you know, this is why there's never been another Time Lord human metacrisis yeah because they don't work yeah they can't work yeah so just going in that direction you is trying is you're fitting too much into too fragile and smaller vessel basically yeah. i think is the implication yeah. so um, emotionally donna doesn't go but doesn't want to go back to her old life no. she knows that's what the doctor's inevitably going to decide on yeah but she doesn't, she doesn't want, want that, that to happen this yeah this so, is brutal. It is. It? it is. But 
we're going to come to that. Okay. Because there's, there's yeah. more. So, the next scene we get is the doorbell ringing oh, at okay. Will's house. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor's kneeling down. He's got Donna in his arms. She's conked out. He says, I've, I've had to wipe her mind. Yeah. You know? He tells Donna's family she can never remember it. Yeah. Doing so will bring all that information back. It'll destroy her brain. Yeah. So, they can't let her know no. she's been on these adventures. So, that's what happens. The doctor is sat talking to them. Donna comes in and he says, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the doctor's just leaving. Yeah. And then Donna's back to her old self. She's on the phone to a friend. The doctor knocks on the door and says, oh, I'm just going, Donna. And she's yeah. like, yeah, bye. Yeah. So it's it's harder. And, and so moments I want to pick out of that. When he sat talking to Wilf and uh, Donna's mum and he's explained to them that, you know, she won't remember it, but mm. other planets, other civilizations will, as he puts it, will be singing songs of Donna Noble <laughs> forever. And, 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 and the Wilf is like, he, he pleads with the doctor as well and says like, can't she, you know, can't even remember all those wonderful things she did. Yeah. Uh, he uses the phrase, yeah, she was better, better with, with you. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, that little shape, he says that, um, her mum says, oh, don't say that. And he just snaps back, oh, well, she was. And you 100% believe it. And, and we but know then, that to be true. Then, because we've seen Donna's journey. We've seen her transform from this quite self-centred, bullshit woman who, who uh, and as this episode has explored, that was, that was a front. Like, when Donna was talking about, oh, I'm nobody special, there's, there's that one moment where the doctor says very gently, oh, you believe that, don't you? Hmm. That you're not special. Um, but, but then to resolve that, when Donna's mum snaps back yeah. and says, oh, don't say that, yeah. I think she says something like, my daughter's great. And the yeah. doctor just goes, well, why don't you tell her that once in a while? Yeah, and that's quite satisfying to hear, I feel like. It's yeah. harsh, but, like, because we've seen her snapping and sniping at Donna. Hmm through every scene they have together. And then, following that, my my notes for this episode just conclude with Wilf gives an amazing goodbye speech. Yeah. That... It is beautiful. That got me. Yeah. You know, he says, I'm going to look to the sky. He's got his telescope. That's like yeah. a real hook for Wilf. Yes. You know, he's yeah. one of the great believers and dreamers, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. And, you know, the Doctor says, well, I, I can't come back. And he yeah. says... You know, pretty much he says it won't stop me looking. Yeah. And, and he says, well, every, every night I'll look up on her behalf. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Good in it. It is. And, uh, okay, so, again, the conclusion of Donna's storyline mm-hmm. is controversial. Um, and I do think we need to address one aspect well, of it. In that, basically, Donna is pl- pleads with the Doctor not to wipe her mind. Mm-hmm. And he does it anyway. He robs her of her agency. Yeah. In that moment. And that is quite tough to watch. I don't necessarily think it's bad. I don't know that I necessarily would have wanted it any other way. And I do think it fits with the story that RTD wanted to tell of this woman who is transformed for, for the better through her adventures with the Doctor and the great tragedy of losing all that development. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think that's really powerful stuff. But it is a shame that it it ends with such a. It's such a sour no, and it kind well, of inevitably has to be. But well, it goes back a little bit to last week when I said it was really strong story, really good adventure. Yeah. But in the end, it didn't happen. Yeah. And it's a little bit like that with I Donna. Mean, we, I mean. It didn't happen for her. We know that at least oh, yeah. her actions yeah. really did have an impact in, you know, far-reaching in some cases. But, yeah, it's this great cra- tragedy that she'll never know that she did any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's beautiful writing, um, albeit difficult, difficult to swallow. Um, which, is again, brings me back to this, this story. It's such an... It's just all over the place, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There is so much. There's some brilliant moments. There's some wonderful character uh, things, but then you've got the fucking Osterhagen key, and you've got just Sarah Jane, yeah, and so much techno babble nonsense. The bees and all the like. You can feel the straining, the cogs turning to keep this machine going at times. So for me, I I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. But when it hits those big emotional beats, they really do yeah. land. So, yeah, it's oh, it's satisfying when all is said and done. I yeah. feel like, even yeah. if it's a struggle to get there. Yeah. Uh, on the whole, I, I liked it. I liked it. And do you, do you think it's has it shifted your perspective on series four as a whole? Now that we've kind of reached the conclusion of Donna's story, I don't know because you have to view it as a whole. Yeah. And I think certainly the final three episodes nail it. Absolutely yeah. knock it out of the park. But, Silence in the library, cracking yeah, story. I don't know because then that still only takes it to like half and half. What about Fires of Pompeii and? Uh, mm. I mean, now I that know, even can... in the context of seeing the whole picture, yeah, I don't know. I still feel some of the episodes are quite shallow. And... I feel like it's the strongest series of the RTD run overall. Really? But, but, but a toss up between that and series one. I think it's stronger than series two and three. Yeah, I would agree in there the two strongest series, yeah. but I'd probably give one the nod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Series two, I like the ending. Series three, I struggled with Martha. Yeah. And I didn't really like the ending. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's okay. Cool. Well, um, we're, we're done with series four. Mm hmm. A little bit more still to go. We're not done with Tenant yet. Okay. So, um, next episode, Christmas special, The Next Doctor. Great. Looking forward to that. Um, thanks very much for listening, everyone, and I uh, hope you'll join us for that next week. Until then, cheerio. Bye now. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.